Thanks for listening to the Galilee Students Podcast. We exist to help students love God, love others, and serve all. We're in a, a series where we're talking about relationships, like how to do that, what they look like, all those kind of things. We've been in it for a couple of weeks now, and we do this thing every week where we let you ask some questions. And the way you can do that is simply this way. We put it up here on the screen for you. Uh, is this. If you have a question, if you have our Godly Student Ministry app, which is free in the Android or in the Apple Store, you can have that. And there's a little thing in there. You can just pop on there and people ask questions. The last couple of weeks, people have asked really good questions. So if you have a question about relationships or what we're talking about tonight, we'd love for you to ask those. Or if you go to our um, Instagram, which is at Godly Students, uh, you can go there, and same thing. There's a link in our bio, and you can ask an anonymous question because we'd love for you to ask questions. Uh, here's what we find. A lot of research is saying this, that, that students are leaving the faith because nobody will answer their questions. Like that, You've got these big questions, and, and, and nobody will answer them. But we probably don't have the answer to every question, um, but we'd love to help you um, get a start on that, and that's just what we do. So we'd love for you to do that at the end of the night. Uh, we'll do that and check those out and see if there's any questions to ask. So let's review real quick. This is kind of where we've been and what we've been talking about. The first week, we talked about this. Like before you ever get started in thinking uh, you are going to date someone or whatever, uh, we talked about this, that you need to uh, do this, that you need to become the right person before you look for the right person. And that's a really important thing. You don't want to jump in when you're you're messed up, jacked up, and you don't know what you're doing, you're immature, all these kind of things. It's not going to go really well. It's not going to be a good thing. So uh, we, we talked about that. And we also talked about this. Uh, we said your first relationship goal is to have a relationship with Jesus. Like that's the starting point. We're going to talk a little bit more about that tonight. It's really important. Um, so, so, man, it's really important that that's your first relationship goal. Last week, I've never taught a sermon on this in my entire 20 years of ministry. We taught on singleness. I've never just I've never taught about that. But we talked about it. We said that, you know what, it's not a weird thing. It's an okay thing. It's a thing where, you know, in the Bible, Paul would actually call it a gift in 2 Corinthians. And it's this time where you can have, like, this undistracted devotion to God and other people. And we talked about how it's a good thing, how we know many times it's a really tough thing to walk through. But, that, man. It doesn't mean that you are uh, weird or anything like that. There's All of us have a season of singleness sometimes in our life. Some of us uh, a longer time, some of us a shorter time. Uh, so uh, I start every week with, with this kind of uh, caveat. It's simply this, uh, you know, uh, when I teach a series on dating, I'm not saying this, that you need to go and do that. Like as a middle school student, like, okay, well, Brian's taught on that. I need to go, and that's what I need to be looking for is, is Mr. or Mrs. Right. Like that's not what we're saying. Or even in high school, like uh, I'm not saying you need to go to, and do that. What we want to do is simply prepare you for when that day comes, when you think you're the most mature, when you're mature enough for that relationship, like you do that. And I've said this, like I'm not totally on board like with uh, high school and middle school dating relationships, and the major reason behind that is I just believe I'm kind of old school that dating, like it leads to marriage. Like that's the end goal. That's the end game. Some people would say, well, it's just for fun. And I'd say, well, there's a lot of other things we can do just for fun, right, than, 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 than these things. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, like if you are in a relationship, like you need to break up. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just saying that, you know what, dating's a serious thing. And it's something we probably think, should think about before we hop into it. Um, and, and that's something that we are going to talk about a little bit tonight. So that being said, tonight here is what we're going to talk about. It's the big question. It's one that I would have loved some help with because uh, there's some times when I, uh, you know, I, didn't, I didn't listen to some good counsel that was out there. Tonight we're going to talk about this, who to date. 
And that's a good thing. It's a good thing to think about. It's a really important thing to focus on is who to date. Uh, in, 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 in dating, it's really important to think about this because dating's a dangerous thing. It just is. And you can get really hurt. And you can get really broken, and you can hurt somebody else in the process. I mean, it's just a really dangerous thing. And I know from experience, I've had my, my heart broken and shattered. It's, I, I've been there. Uh, it's not a fun place to be, and it's a really dangerous thing, you know. Like, there's a reason that Taylor Swift and Adele are both millionaires, right? It's not just because they can sing. It's because they've been through a lot of heartache, and they're good at putting that to music. And we buy it, and we're like, that's me. You like that song. Like, that's how I feel. Um, Never, ever, like all that we, that's just how we feel. Like it's just, just what we know. Like it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. And one of my jobs as a minister is this. It's to be a shepherd. Like one of my jobs is just to protect you. And as I talk about dating, my job is not, and my goal is this. I, I don't want to try to ruin your life or throw any, you know, shade. I don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to ruin your life. I don't want to take the fun out of your life. My job and what I love to do is protect your heart. Like, that's my number one goal is just simply to protect your heart. It's one of my jobs as a pastor. It's one of my jobs as a dad. It's one of my jobs as a husband is to protect those people in my life. You and my family and my daughters and my sons and my wife is to protect the hearts that are around me. And that's one reason why we're, we're talking about uh, this tonight. And many times, especially for, for those, you know, first people we date, we're just kind of, and this happens a lot, we're just kind of hyped that somebody took an interest in us. They're talking to me? What? Okay. Got that text. They actually, you know, over at the nine square, they like looked at me and like we had a, a, a conversation. Like uh, it's one of those things where, where, you know, the first person that takes interest in you, you're like, you know what? Yes. Yes. I will go. You want to go to DQ? Let's go. I am, you know, anybody who takes an interest, like if somebody would just give me the time of day, I will say yes. And it's kind of like it reminds me of a, a, a picture from Elf. Like, you remember when Elf, he says, uh, she says, do you like sugar? And he says, is there sugar in syrup? And he says, yes. Then yes. And I kind of feel like we turn into Buddy the Elf when it comes to dating. If anybody shows interest in us, then yes. Like, yeah, I will, that's totally, I would, yes, I will go, if you have a pulse, like, yeah, I'll go wherever, we can be boyfriend and girlfriend, we can start this or that, and we, I think many times we feel that way, and we don't want to date people like Buddy the Elf like sugar, we just don't, it's not a good plan, we do not want to say yes to everyone, there's times, yes, we say yes, but there's a lot of times when we need to be like, whoa, 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 slow down, I'm not going to say yes right now, I'm actually going to give you a no, and here's the thing. Anyone can date anyone. Anybody can date someone, right? Anybody in here can say, I'm going to have a relationship. I'm going to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and anybody can do that. It's just something that we can all do. If, we, if anybody wants to be in a relationship, they can. And if you set your standards low enough, trust me, some guy or girl will appear. So tonight we're going to talk about this word a lot. And it's the word evaluation. And hopefully you know what that word means. It means you sit and you look and say, is this something that I want to be a part of? Is this a person I would want to, uh, you know, be with? Is this a person I would like to spend time with? It's just this word evaluation is what we're going to talk about a lot tonight. Because, see, the Bible doesn't talk a lot about dating. 
You see, back in Bible times, dating wasn't really a thing. Here's what would happen is your mom and dad would say, um, you know what, we really like the, the Jones family, and they've got this beautiful daughter, and, uh, you know, son, I think we're just going to arrange this for you. And you, like, didn't even have to, like, you know, you would, they would just, like, hook you up with them, and then you would someday marry that person. It's just the way, you know, it was kind of this arranged marriage thing. It's just what happens. So there's not a lot in the Bible about dating. But here's the thing. In the Bible, there is a ton of things that talk about evaluating the person that we are going to have a relationship with. It talks a lot about evaluating the people in our lives. It talks a lot about evaluating the people, the friends that we're going to have. It talks a lot about evaluating the group of people that we're going to call ourselves to be a part of. It talks a lot about that. It doesn't say a lot about dating, but it talks a lot about uh, evaluation. Like this first verse, it's found in um, Proverbs. Proverbs 25, 24 says this, Better to live on the corner of a roof. That's not a very good place to live. It's hot. It gets wet when it rains. It's not a good place to live. It's not very comfortable. You fall off. Like, it's, it's not a good place to live. Like, better to live on the corner of a roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. You see, this was not, I don't think this was written by a married dude, right? I don't think it was. I just don't think it is. Because then you would be put outside on the roof. Like, it's just, you don't say that. Like, it's not a good thing to say. But here's where it's probably written to. It's probably written to a single guy trying to evaluate what kind of girl that someday he may want to marry. And it's all about evaluation. Like, do you really want to date someone who um, is always combative and an argument type of person? I mean, maybe you love drama. Maybe you love to argue. Some people do, right? Some people like lawyers, they get paid to argue. That's like, that's what they do, and they love it. They love a good argument. But if you're not the kind of person who doesn't want to marry someone that is argumentative all the time, then here's what we do. We've we got to evaluate a little bit. I mean, is she always arguing with her friends? Like, is there always drama wherever she goes or he goes? I mean, it's just something we should evaluate. We should, we should watch a little bit, right? Because we don't want to be in this situation. Because what happens when we date someone, we fall in love, and dating leads to marriage somewhere down the road. I'm just telling you, you better be careful. Now, there's ones that talk about guys as well. Uh, Proverbs 25, a couple, like four verses later, continues to talk about how to evaluate. Uh, A man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And you're talking about this guy, you know, he may be super cute and all that, but maybe he has this really, really bad temper. Like, you really want to say, that's the person I'm going to spend all my time with. Someone that has a temper and you're, like, afraid and you're, like, you're worried about that something could happen or he explodes in anger or belittles his friends a lot. Like, like he, that's not the kind of person I want to build a home with because he'll not build a home. He'll destroy the home. See, there's not many verses in the Bible about dating. There's a lot of verses about evaluating the person that we're going to talk with, evaluating the person that we're going to court, evaluating the person that we're going to date, evaluating the person that we're going to marry. There's just a ton of them. So the rest of the night, the rest of the night, we're going to be looking at a couple of questions, and, say, and these are a couple of questions I believe are really, really good evaluation questions, and like who should I date, what are their qualities, like how do I evaluate that well, and, and we're going to put them in like two major categories. We're going to put one, we're going to talk about character is going to be a major category that we're going to talk about tonight, and something we need to evaluate, and the other one, is it's a little important, but it's not as important as character. It's going to be something we're going to call, just call chemistry. 
And both of those are things that we want to, and I mean, I pray and I hope that you will evaluate. So we're going to start with the first one, and the very first one, and I've asked a lot of people this, like when people walk in, they'll tell me, hey, I'm dating someone. Usually the first question I ask out of their mouth is number one up here, do they follow Jesus or do they love Jesus? Like when we are evaluating, it's critical, and many times we don't evaluate at all. We're just like, you know what, they're cute, I'm in, yes. But I would ask you this question, do they follow Jesus? Do they love Jesus? Like do they have the same allegiance as as you? Do they believe in the same God that that you believe in? You see, our faith is one of the most important things in our lives, what we believe about God. And many times when they're misaligned, it makes relationships really, really, really difficult. And alignment and allegiance is a really, really important thing. I need a couple people to help me uh, with an illustration. Anybody want to come and help me? Gus, why don't you come up here? Uh, I'm going to lock you up. I need some, I need a female now. You don't have to date Gus. I just need some woman, some female to come up here. He's a guy. All right, put your put your arms out. Like that? No, up together. Like I'm gonna chain you like this. Oh, like, yeah, like, like that. Like you're a prisoner. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna get oh, this. this you see where this is going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where is? Uh, do I have a, a female who would help me out? Just for an illustration here. Anybody brave enough? No. Who's raising their hand? I can't even see. Piper, come on down. You're the next contestant on let's put chains on people. All right, if you'll turn and face them, I'm going to do the same thing. And I'm just going to put this, you know, we're just going to, okay. Just put that there. I'm going to get the lock here because we can't. You see, alignment and, and um, allegiance are a really, really important thing. Okay, let me get this on there. What if I don't have the key? What's going to happen? That's a thick chain, man. I do have the key. It's right over there. Don't, don't fret. So here's what I'm talking about here. You guys are going to stand and you can look at your friends here and it's, it'll be okay. Okay? This will not be long. Okay? So here's what happens many times in relationships. We begin to date someone and here's what happens. A lot of times we find out that we want to go different ways. Like, for instance, let's say uh, spring break is coming up and, and Gus is like, you know what? Uh, I want to go to, you want to go to the beach or New York City? Which one do you want to go? You're going to go to the beach, okay? He wants to go to the beach, and you want to go to New York City. It's really where you want to go. Okay, so what happens when you want to go that way and she wants to go this way? What, show me what happens. Like, don't hurt people, but, oh, there's, you're stuck. A little bit of tension here, right? There's a little bit of tension, and here's the thing. It's no fun to be d- drugged by someone, Right? They don't want to do that, and, and you are just d- d- dragging them along. It's no fun at all to be, to, to be that way. You, you know, one of them is usually strong enough to pull the other one. Like if we had a, this is not a tug of war, this is a relationship, and you don't want to drag somebody towards something. It's just not the best way to do it. All right, you guys, I'm going to let you out, unless you can get out. Can you get out without the, uh, you can get out? Did you, can, were you free as well? I don't even need my little locks, huh? I do that very well. See, here's the thing. In our lives, when we, when we begin to date someone who doesn't believe in the God that we believe in or doesn't believe in God at all, there's going to be a lot of times where there's going to be a lot of, of decisions come up. 
And they're going to want to go one way and you're going to want to go the other. And this is a really important thing when it comes to our faith. And, and man, it's going to be really, really difficult. Like if you're happening to say, hey, you know, why don't you ever want to come to church with me? Like it's going to be really hard as you get further down in the relationship to continue to ask them to do that. Like it's just one of these things that's, that's going to be really, really difficult. Many times it happens and, and both continue to stubbornly fight because they believe this and they believe that. And you can see how that's just going to cause problems when we say, you know, we're going, to, we're going to hook ourselves to someone. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get angry. Because there's no alignment and there's no allegiance. You see, the Bible gives a, a word picture for this. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, it's a word picture that they would have gotten a lot better in Bible times, and it talks about this yoke. And again, this is kind of an illustration of that, not too much. Uh, maybe you've seen it. It's what the people used to use for oxen or for mules or horses. They would put this big, like, uh, it would go like that, and it would go around both of the animals, and then they could use both of their strength to kind of, you know, plow the field. So here's what Paul says, our buddy Paul again. He says, don't be yoked together with unbelievers. Like don't put the, you know, don't lock up with, with, with someone who's an unbeliever. And here's why I would say that. He, he, just, he just says, don't be yoked together with an unbeliever. For what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what can fellowship have with darkness? You see, back in the day, they would never take and yoke up. They would never use a chain. They would never use to pull anything. They would never hook up like an ox and a donkey. And here's why. They're, they're two different animals, right? One's really tall. So you can imagine, when you go to pull something and one's really tall, it's not going to be that good. They both have different temperaments. So you would never hook them up. And he's kind of using this picture of a, a something that they would use back in, in the farm days to say, hey, you would, we don't ever put donkeys and oxes together, so don't ever yoke yourself together with someone who's an unbeliever. Paul takes this idea, this picture, and he kind of puts it to our human relationships and just says, you know what, you know, here's what I want to encourage you not to do. Like, don't change yourself. Don't take, like, go with someone. Don't, don't begin a relationship with someone who's an unbeliever. And we're just talking relationships here. Like, you need to walk next to people who don't know Jesus. Like, it's just really important that we do that. We can't just only walk next to people who believe in Jesus. We're talking strictly about the, the most intimate of relationships. Like that's what we don't want to connect to, like yoke ourselves to this. And, and of kind of you want someone that's going in the same direction as you. I kind of use all these word pictures when it comes to this, you know, finding someone, uh, like it's this word picture of, uh, of running. We've used a chain, now we've talked about a yoke. I want, want to use this word picture of running. A lot of times when I talk about pe to people about this, you, you know you're a single person and you're charging towards the Lord and you're devoted and I just usually encourage people as they're using their gifts and abilities and talents and all the things that they're doing as they're chasing after Jesus, there's going to be a lot of other people hopefully who are going to be crossing your path, right? They're past crossing your path all the time. Now some of them are running the opposite way, right? They're not running towards Jesus, but here's what we want to do and what I would encourage you to do is find someone else who's running towards Jesus as fast as you or maybe they're a little right behind you, maybe they're a little in front of you and that's the kind of people that we want to invite into our life. That's the kind of people we, we want to say, hey, I would, that's the kind of relationship or a person I would want to be in a relationship with. 
But both going the same direction is, is what we want. Both believing in God is, is, is what we want. But just think how difficult it's going to be a little later on. You know, this person is a believer in God's word that, hey, we, uh, we're going to talk about this in a couple of weeks, that sex is saved for marriage, and the other person just doesn't believe that. Hey, we can do whatever we want with our bodies. I'm in control of my body. I'm not the Lord's. And they begin to put this pressure on you, and it begins to be this tension, and they begin to try to pull you, and it just, you know, they guilt you, and all these kind of things. Like, we have to think about it when we hook ourselves to an unbeliever, what's going to happen, and how that tension's going to happen, and maybe they're going to pull us away from God, or it's really harder to pull them towards God. It's, it, it can happen, but it's a really difficult thing. It's a lot easier if we're both going the same way, right, if we both have the same allegiance, if we both believe the same thing, if we're both going to New York City, if we're both going to the beach, like it's a lot easier in life if we'd say, and if we'd evaluate a little bit and be like, whoa, let me think about this. He's cute. She's cute, okay. Do they believe in Jesus? And I'm telling you, it's a lot easier to evaluate then than having the heartache later. It's a lot easier then to just step back, to detach and, and just look a little bit and say, you know what? Because here's the thing. If you're having one person want to go this way and one person go that way, if you're having one person who believes in God, one person who doesn't, you are going to miss the joy of walking through life together as believers. There's nothing cooler than having my wife, who is a follower of Jesus, running towards him as fast as I'm trying to run towards him. There's just something cool about that. There's something refreshing about that. There's something that, that sparks my spirituality even more when I see her running towards Jesus, when I see her you know, walking the same way as I'm wanting to walk. And I'm just telling you, like, don't miss out on that. Running the same direction is a, that's a really, really, really good thing. It's a, it's a good thing. And I just want to tell you tonight, if you don't hear anything else tonight, maybe you're, you're not going to hear anything else. Please, 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 don't settle. Do not drop your standards. I'm just begging you. Whenever that day comes, whenever, if it's in college or if it's whenever it is and you really get serious with someone, man, do not settle because it's a really big decision to get into a relationship when I know they're nice and they're cute and so often that's what we care about. It's that over character. And I'm just telling you, please, please, please don't settle. That's why I was single longer. That's why I was 26 before I got married because I was not going to settle. I was not going to chain myself to someone who did not believe, who was not running towards Jesus like I was wanting to run towards Jesus. I was not going to do it. Yeah, I was single longer, but I was not going to settle. And man, I... I Pray, please, please, please don't settle. Do not settle for someone who is not running towards Jesus. I beg you. Maybe in 10 years you can thank me later, right? I'd love for that to happen. So how do I evaluate if they're even a follower of Jesus? Like, uh, am I judging them? And yeah, sometimes we judge people because we want to be safe, you know, not judging people in a negative way. We're judging people that so there can be some safety so we can evaluate. Here's really clearly how you do that. The clearest way I can tell you to see if they're a follower of Jesus is you watch and you listen. You watch and you listen. The Bible would call it, there, there'll be fruit if they're a believer in Jesus. 
Like it'll be they'll, like they, they'll produce fruit. Like it, you'll see it in, in in their lives. And I, I want to encourage you when that when that time comes around, and maybe they ask you to go somewhere. Like you say, ah, maybe not right now. I'm, maybe down the road, but you're going to just stop and you're going to watch and you're going to listen. And here's the thing: like I met my wife uh, in May of 2000. In May of 2000 was the first time I ever met my wife, Sarah, and I did not ask her out until December, I'm sorry, no, November of the same year. So I don't know how many months that is. I'm not a math major. Um, What is that? May to November, that's like 11 and a 5, so six months. Is that like six months right there, something like that? Here's why. It's really easy to see the outside. I saw the beauty right away. That's easy. But I wasn't going to settle. This wasn't going to be beauty. I mean, that's not what's going to happen. Because here's what happens. Many times, have you ever seen this where beauty gets really ugly when the person isn't that godly? There's a lot of girls where I'm like, well, maybe her. And I'd get around her and she would just like, Rude to people, I'm like, well, you got ugly quick, honey. What in the world? Like you, yeah. But then I, I'm telling you, there's something where beauty increases. When I was around a young lady who was godly, yeah, I saw my wife. But then as I watched her live her life, she got more and more beautiful. You see, there's something attractive about living the kind of life God wants. And I'm telling you, if you will live your life this way, someone, some boy down the road is going to see that. They're going to see that, man, she is living for Jesus, and wow, that is really attractive. I'd love that she lives her life that way. Or same thing for you guys. If you live your life as an honorable gentleman who loves Jesus, like there will be girls lining up someday to say, yeah, I would, yeah, I would really uh, hope he asked me out someday. Like I'm telling you, it, it's a really attractive thing when we love Jesus and we treat people like Jesus wants us to be treated, like treating others the way we, sh- we should treat them but here's the thing those six months here's what I was doing I watched her not like a creeper guy in a van a panel van okay I wasn't that guy okay some of you are like that's gross what are you doing you're a weirdo no no not like that I was evaluating how she treat people I, I was evaluating let's see her go up uh, and she would help with the, the youth ministry. And I'd see her many times go up and engage the outcast kid, you know, some people no one would talk to. And I would see her, and her, the, the, the beauty grew, and I'd watch her as she worshiped to see if she was really chasing after Jesus or was just some fake thing. I would listen to her speech and watch her decisions. I'd watch how she treated her family. Because someday it was, well, if I you know, date her, I'll be married to her. Someday I will be family. Like I would like to be treated kind of like. I would watch how she treated her friends. You know, I'd watch how she treat people she didn't even have to treat right. Like I would watch when we go out in a group of people before we were even dating. Like how did she treat the waiter? Like was she kind and courteous to the person that she didn't have to be kind and courteous to? Because I'm telling you, I was not settling. I'll be single for a couple more years. I was not settling. How did she treat the, you know, the, the, the cashier? that she doesn't have to even be kind to. I was evaluating. <laughs> you know, I was like a, an NFL scout. I was watching game film, trying to see who she was and what did she really love Jesus. Because here's the thing. It's a really important thing to do. 
So finally, six months later, I made my move. Uh, we were hanging out with a group of people one Saturday night, and as we were driving home w- with those people, she said, hey, I want to tell something to the car, and she said this. She said, uh, I'm going to go to Bible college to be a missionary. And here's what I said. Brian, don't let that one get away. <laughs> don't do it, man. You better make your move, big fella. Let's go. You got to be brave. You got to say something. You got to do it. Like you... you Brian, you're running the race. She's running the race. She's running towards Jesus. You're running towards Jesus. Heard that that Saturday, but the next Thursday, we went on our first date on November 16th, 2000. And it's been really good ever since. Don't settle. Do not settle. This means it may take longer, but I beg you, please do not settle. And here's the thing. There's a lot of people, this is a warning, there are a lot of people who can fake the Jesus thing. It's easy to do, man. I see people all the time who can just fake the Jesus thing, and it's it's really easy to do. I remember I was in Bible college, and I would watch these dudes who said they wanted to be youth ministers and preachers and stuff like that, and I would watch these guys, and I would just remember watching these players and they would just see these young girls like praying on young girls. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? You're supposed to be, you're at a Christian college saying you want to be this and this and you're not living the life. And I've heard this saying that I agree with a lot. And it's kind of funny. It says this, you could put a bow tie on a turd, but it's still a turd. It's still a turd. Please watch. Please evaluate. Please, please, please do not settle. Last two are ones that we, we know a little better and we think about when it comes to dating a little more. Uh, it, it's this. We're going to talk about the chemistry side. And this is going to be really quick because I really think you should focus on the character side and the rest will many times work itself out. It just happens that way. Please do not take these last two and say, well, those are the two I want to put at the top of the list because those are what we love to do. The, the first one in chemistry is this. Are we socially compatible? We're not saying you have to be identical because that doesn't help many times. You, you know, you just have to have some compatibility because here's the thing. You just ask the question, do I like hanging out with this person? Do I enjoy hanging out with this person? Because here's what's going to happen when you begin a relationship. You're going to begin to hang out with that person more. And if they're really boring or if they're a jerk or whatever it may be, like you're not going to want to be with them. You're not going to want to hang out with them. It's just not going to happen that, that much. Are they interesting to talk to? Do you enjoy riding around in the car with them? Is that fun? Do you enjoy eating with them? Like those kinds of things. I'm not big on drama. It's just not my thing. Or arguing or fighting. Some people, like we talked about earlier, and my wife, I just watched, and we were compatible. With. She's just not a big arguer. She's not down with drama. I'm like, yes, sign me up for that because that's not the person I want to. I just don't like that. Uh, back when we were beginning to date, like many times in our dates, we go for a walk in this park. It sounds romantic, but it really wasn't that romantic. Um, but she liked to walk, and I liked to walk. So that was a thing that... Okay, we're a little compatible. I like to hang out with her. I like to go eat with her. I like to watch movies with her. Like, this is a good thing. Uh, Hobbies don't always have to be the same. It can be a help, right? But there's sometimes I see people who are these big outdoor people and, like, the other person doesn't want to leave the house, right? I'm saying it's a deal breaker, but it's something to think about. As we're evaluating, right, are we socially compatible? 
I've seen people who are super shy, a super shy guy and a super talkative girl. I've seen it work. I've seen two shy people. I've seen introverts and extroverts. I've seen all those kind of things. Like it's just one of those things. The thing we're asking, do we like hanging out with them? It, it, that's a really good thing because it's going to happen more and more and more. It just, just happens a lot. And the last one when it comes to chemistry is the, the one we like to put on the top of the list is are we physically compatible, which means are you attracted to them? Now, many of you are like, man, I thought you'd never get there. That's what I'm looking for. Like, it's all about how they look, you know. I, I was hoping this would be on the list, Brian. And some of you are like, well, Brian, that's really shallow that you'd put that on the list. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, why are you talking about this when it comes to the Bible? But, but here's the thing. Being attracted to someone is not a bad thing. You know, God created beauty. He did. He created beauty. He's a creator of it. That's what he created. And several times in Scripture, it actually points out that there's certain couples where she was beautiful or he was handsome. It's actually in Scripture where it points out sometimes how people look. We know that's not the most important thing, but it talks about it sometimes. And it's okay to be attracted to the person, but this is not the most important evaluation tool. We shouldn't be beauty pageant looking. Like that's, not, like that's not the thing. The most important evaluation tool is the first thing we talked about. Do they follow Jesus? But we so often like to move this one to the top. We only care about how the person looks. We move it to the top of the list. Really dumb thing to put on the top of the list because here's the thing. Simple reason is this. It's very superficial. It's very judgy. It's very surface level. It's just what it is. And here's the thing. Beauty fades. Beauty is going to fade. It just is. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go. There's going to be, you know, I, I'm, I, I put some weight on. I'm going to have some wrinkles. I'm losing hair, like all these things. Like I'm, I, you know, I, it's just one of those things. Beauty is going to fade. And here's what I want to challenge you tonight is don't get these out of order because it leads to some really bad things. When we put, oh, it's all about looks first or all about social compatibility, and then, well, if they love Jesus, it's okay. Like it, it's, I'm telling you, it's going to go, it's not going to go the way God wants it to go. It's not going to go the way that would work best for you. I'm telling you, please, 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 make sure you're looking at character first. So these other two, if that's, you know, it's icing on the cake. If, that's, if that happens, that happens. Uh, we, we do not get these out of order. <clears throat> Find someone who loves Jesus and is chasing after them and remember that the inside is a lot more important than the outside. And if I could remind you one more time, don't settle. I'm telling you, don't settle. Make sure they're chasing after Jesus and that you are too. The rest will work itself out. The rest are important. Yeah, there's some important compatibility things that are important. But one of the most important compatibility things is do they believe in Jesus? Do you believe in Jesus? And that will help the relationship go much further than any of these other things. When Jesus is in the mix, man, that's a really, 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 really good thing. I'm going to pray. We'll check and see if we have any uh, questions tonight. Let's pray. Father, you're so good to us. Uh, we thank you for that. We thank you that your word has some evaluation tools for us. And God, well, I just pray that we'd, we just believe your word. I mean, if you tell us not to yoke ourselves or date someone who's not, marry someone who's not a Christian, then uh, I think we should probably just believe you because you've got our best interest in mind. You're, you don't want to kill our joy or ruin things or kill our fun. You want the best for us. 
God, I pray that these young people, that when this happens or when uh, they date someone again or whether it's college or 10 years down the road from now, that they would not settle, that they'd find someone who was chasing after you and then and only then would they continue on with that relationship. God, we know relationships are tough and they're tricky and they can be really dangerous. And I pray, Lord, you're just protection. And I pray you give wisdom to these young people as uh, down the road when, when things, uh, when they do decide to get in a relationship, uh, that they, you would just give them wisdom as they walk along. <coughs> I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, got one question here. When are we the right person? And do we need the right person? Kind of an interesting question there. Do we, when are we the right person? And do we need the right person? I would say you're the right person uh, when you're mature enough. Not only uh, in your life, but also spiritually. Are you mature enough? And remember, I believe, I'm kind of old school, I believe that dating leads to marriage. So, you know, are you ready to get married right now like that maybe not like uh, like I said I'm, I'm kind of from the old school it's, it's just just what I believe that things lead to people fall in love and they continue to fall in love then they get engaged and that engagement becomes uh, you know uh, there's a wedding and I just think that's where things lead like there's a progression that happens there so that's c- kind of where I would say um, you know when we're the right person is that we're mature enough and we, we know who we are in Jesus, and we know who, who we, we really are and kind of how we're wired. And the last person is this, do we need the right person? I mean, isn't that what everybody's looking for? I mean, are you looking for the wrong person? But I know what you're saying here. A lot of times people like to, is there only one person on the earth? Like, is there just one person that, that I am destined to? You know, like they're, they're, they're my person of destiny. I kind of go back and forth, and I, I don't know. I think God has a hand in that. I really do. I think he has a hand in that. I, I think you're, if you're looking for the right person, it's pretty easy. We just go to, to number one, what we've talked about tonight. Do they love Jesus? Do they treat you well? Are they chasing after Jesus? Are you compatible with them and the other couple things? And I think that could be a person who could be Mr. or Mrs. Right. Uh, but you've got to evaluate. You don't want to pick the wrong person. You've got to do some evaluation, and you really, really have to think about it. Really good question there, and I may have, you may have been meaning something else in the way you wrote this question. And feel free. I know uh, a couple nights ago someone caught me afterwards that I kind of asked that question. Can you clear that up a little bit? And I'd love to do that anytime uh, afterwards, you know, when we're, play at nine square come find me and I'd love to answer that I may have not answered your question um, I may have answered it the way I wanted to answer it um, so I apologize for that uh, one quick housekeeping thing uh, Beverly's group she is not feeling well if you're usually with Bev upstairs in the chapel you're going to be with Tori tonight and their group is right up here in this first classroom up the stairs uh, hopefully Bev feels better and uh, she's back next week for us so that's where you will be uh, hey I'm going to send you off the life groups thanks for hanging out with us tonight